yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Monday Night Raw After Show here on Wrestling Inc. And you've got the triple threat of Triple J, Justin Labar, Jack Farmer, and Corduroy, Jimmy Corderas. And have we got a show for you. I like to say that this is the start of WrestleMania season, so let's get it going. How are you guys doing, Justin Labar? How you feeling? Start of WrestleMania season. You, 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 you're one of those guys that's putting Christmas lights up after at, at Labor Day or something. Yeah, what? after that's, the Fourth of July. That's a <laughs> that's a long road to Mania. I I, I I I I still say we keep it at Rumble. All right, that's that's let's 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 because look, December is always a, a I've seen some wacky things in December. December is always a, a weird month sometimes in WWE programming. Not always weird, bad. Some I mean, there's been some. Uh, some some memorable title changes in December, but December's a weird time. I don't know if I'm gonna go into Mania season just yet. Jimmy, it's mm-hmm. Mania season, right? Are you ready for Hollywood? Are you ready to get going? We're starting this road trip. Did you get some snacks? Not yet. It's still too early. I, I, I'm still the big Rumble. I, I agree with Justin. I'm, I I look forward to the Rumble every year. It, it to me, it almost it has almost surpassed SummerSlam as the number two pay per view because it is the big lead up to wrestlemania which is the big event of the year right so um you can make that argument i'll be honest i've i've been a royal rum royal rum is my personal favorite as a fan my favorite show uh just because it's so it's so crazy it's so anything it happened and the crew and the first ever royal rumble took place just down the road from me here in hamilton ontario canada are you going to be back for Royal Rumble this year? They should have you there then. Oh, no, no, no. I, I'm fine watching it from the comforts of my uh, uh, couch, sofa, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. <laughs> well, by the way, I don't think you should be there to watch it. I don't even think you should be there to ref it. I think you should enter the Rumble, Jimmy. I think you could win this thing. Who has more in-ring experience than Jimmy Corderas? Well, I know how to hide better than anybody else. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I guess if you can uh, hide in the ring while wearing a striped shirt, you definitely know how to blend it. There you go. See, see, that's a good idea. If you're wearing the striped shirt, nobody's going to eliminate you because they don't think you're entered. Plus, if you're Jimmy, though, and if he's at the Rumble, then he can't be here after the Rumble on the podcast with us. So, I mean, that's I mean, that's Fair. that's going to be a, that's going to be a lit post Rumble podcast if it's the three of us. I, you know, I mean, yeah, you're going to have to be there. It's that one's going to be can't miss. Uh, but we got a show tonight. Before we get into it, though, we got some news as always. I always like to chat up the news. So, uh, Roman Reigns reportedly was upset with Kevin Owens after the War Games match. Uh, WWE Survivor Series War Games saw the end of the dissension between the bloodline as Sami Zayn showed his loyalty to the group, turning on his former best friend Kevin Owens in the process. Uh, Although the ending of the match seemed to go off without a hitch to fans watching the show close, according to Fightful Select, that wasn't necessarily the case. Before the match's final sequence, Universal Champ Roman Reigns and Owens trade blows with each other with the fightful with fightful reporting that there was an unplanned spot involving their battle that made the tribal chief upset. According to Fightful, Reigns walked backstage after the match complained about a possible ruptured eardrum, furious with how the spot didn't happen the way it was supposed to, detailing that Reigns' issue was expletive-filled. Uh, though it doesn't seem like there will be any extended heat. It was more heat in the moment. 
Justin Labar, this sounds like it's kind of much ado about nothing. Uh, just someone probably got popped and was a little crabby in the moment, but it sounds like nothing to worry about. Yeah, you use the phrase heat of the moment, and I think that's uh, probably very applicable here. I, I don't know. I haven't. I, I saw this report and read this earlier. I have not gone back uh, to watch the ending sequence to see if I could spot what this might be referring to. But by all the context clues, it does sound like, again, just heat of the moment. You know, look, I mean, if, if I think fans sometimes forget, like, you know, yes, because everybody knows that, okay, that, that this is a cooperation to make this to make this dance, this two to tango, or in this case, you know, 10 to tango, however many guys are out there. You know, but there still is adrenaline. There still is physicality. There still is competitiveness of still to be as good, if not better. I mean, you you want to protect and take care, and you're all working towards the same goal, but if people think there's no athletic spirit involved in that ring just because everybody knows the outcome, you're, you're dead wrong. Uh, and so I think that can happen, you know. what? So whatever the case may be, a little heat of the moment. I don't think anything unusual. I'm sure Jimmy has seen thousands of those situations where it's real hot for a moment, then everybody gets a chance to walk away, get a drink of water, pace the hallway a few times, maybe even watch it back, and, and you move on. Yeah, Jimmy, have you seen something like this happen before backstage? Uh, uh, okay, where do I begin? Uh, <laughs> there, there were some some issues, especially I remember refereeing a match with uh, the late great Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle, and both of them were such fierce, fierce competitors that you know the, the adrenaline, the juices were flowing with both guys, and I couldn't tell you exactly what it was in the match, even though I was in the ring with them that set them off. But once they got to the back. Eddie was furious and then Kurt came back and they got into a shouting match and they actually got into a physical confrontation. And thank goodness Big Show was there to separate everything because all he has to do is just reach down, grab them and pull them apart. Like literally, <laughs> literally. I imagine just, gripping their heads and like lifting them like a cartoon. <laughs> it was, it was incredible. But uh, you know, like what am I supposed to do? I'm not going to jump in there. I'm going to get my butt kicked. But anyways, without help that is if, if if there was other people there you know obviously i would i would do my best but um it's just a, like i think justin is right it's a heat of the moment thing you know uh you're so hamped up you're so the adrenaline juices are flowing and you're just you're hoping everything and but the at the end of the day whatever happened in the ring that that supposedly set him off roman was professional and did his job in the ring and as, as Justin said, also, it's part of the business. It happens. You don't plan it to happen. You know, it, it just, it does. Uh, you get hit a little a little stiff. You get a little snug, as uh, Ms. mentioned at one point tonight, you know, and stuff like that. So um, it just happens. It's part of the business, unfortunately. Yeah. It's uh, unfortunate you don't want to see guys get confrontational, but at the same time, you know, it's, you're human. Yeah, and, and, and just, you know, again, adding to it, you think about you think about top guys like Roman, you know, and, and you think about this, you know, you know, we joked a minute ago, Jack, about how it's it's already start of mania season uh, for you. Well, if if you're a guy like Roman Reigns, you're your top guy. Yes, you get treated very well. You you have great accommodations. You work. You, you obviously he only works a certain amount of dates at this point. Uh, but if you're Roman Reigns and you know, okay, I am both world champions for this company. I am the leader of this company right now. Uh, oh, and by the way, I'm sure Roman has an idea of what is coming down the pike for him with Rumble and then the all-important WrestleMania match. And so when you're in that situation, even more so when the company is depending on you and you are in the sweet spot, you've been working 800-something days as a, as a record-holding champion, 
you know, if something sets you off in a moment that, th- that you think might have just put you in physical danger uh, of being sidelined and, and derailing plans, again, heat of the moment, you're going to take it uh, a little more personally than probably whatever was intended. And when probably nothing was intended, it was just an accident. So, yeah, you got to keep in mind, this is people, it's, it's, it's these guys' livelihoods, uh, and they're well compensated, well taken care of, but they do not want to see uh, themselves get detoured on whatever the storyline is, especially if you are the top guy like Roman Reigns. Right. And, yeah. And like you, as you had mentioned, not just the top guy, but like the, the, the top guy uh, at this point, too. So, um, yeah, probably not going to hear much about that. But yeah, big shout out to Roman Reigns for finishing and not making an obvious thing about it during that. If it was as bad as it was bad enough to make him uh, have an issue, uh, I should say. So uh, we also got some news about the future of the traditional Survivor Series uh, matchups and they're asked if uh, we were going to, if they were done or they were going to come back. And uh, Triple H said, I don't think we're done with anything. I think that when we look at it together as a whole, it's about what's best for our fans in the moment. Sometimes stuff needs a break for a while. Uh, I think implying saying that, hey, they're put on hold for a little bit, but that doesn't mean that it's done forever. Jimmy, I'm a fan of Survivor Series matches. I know Survivor Series uh, has gone by the wayside over the past few years, but I'm glad to know that we might, see them come back at some point yeah i i i like the traditional survivor series matches i like the concept of it i like it happening once a year to make it feel special and you know if it it happens to include two sides that have an issue going all the much better like i remember uh, as again dating myself as i said before with you guys uh being there for the very first survivor series it was you know uh Five, for example, what was it? Uh, five tag teams versus five tag teams, and or uh, you know that you know five on five, just traditional. Uh, were there issues involved with it? You know, sometimes there isn't, sometimes there is, but when there is an issue involved, it makes it that much more special. Yeah, just as I was watching today, I and mean, we'll get into obviously the the big tag match that happened. I was thinking, Judgment Day versus OC feels like it's ready for a Survivor Series match, if not for the fact that that ship just sailed. Yeah, and I think what Triple H was trying to say is it all. It's just a ma- nothing. Nothing ever has to be put away permanently. For you know, it's just a matter of what what fits this year when you get around that time of year, the calendar with what's going on on your roster. You know, if if you if you if you truly have naturally some some stables that really fit perfectly, then then that works to have war games. But if maybe maybe it's a situation where the way the cards get dealt, you can put together a Survivor Series match that's half talent. Uh, that, that 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 are full time roster members, and maybe the other half is a few one offs that you get to pluck and be, just because those few one offs happen to be free agents or happen, you know, or healthy or whatever the case may be. It's 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 just kind of all circumstance. And so I think, you know, I and I, I think that kind of sums up some of the breath of fresh air in in his young current le- creative leadership reign of the main roster is that where it felt like Vince might have got so stuck in the ways of things, and it worked. Damn it here so it's certainly going to work now triple h is much more open-minded of you know let's let's keep the let's keep the toolbox open and let's not be afraid to pull and grab this wrench uh you know what i mean i'm gonna burn the analogy yeah. there but so i, I don't know and, and i and i just i want to say too on a bigger scale i'm so glad that they did the press conference you know i i, I was fortunate enough to take part in some of those in the arena after nxt takeovers you know it, it done many of the the, the, the pre-takeover media calls that he would do when he was in charge of NXT. I'm really glad to see that he's taking that media uh, transparency philosophy 
uh, and, and applying it to Raw and SmackDown, um, where, where of course he's so much busier now than he ever was. But that's really good. You know, it, it's 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 they're not always going to give you like the comment you want. They're not always going to reveal everything. Of course not. But the fact that he at least makes the effort to allow people to ask him a question, and even if even if that answer is a is a no answer, even if that answer is just a blunt no comment, just the fact that he puts and gives the wrestling media the opportunity to pose the question to his face, and then he can give them a no comment or whatever he wants to give them. <laughs> it, 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 it goes a long way, and it helps. And shout out, of course, to our own Issa, uh, who who, um, mm-hmm. who was part of it, and, and, and I saw her video making the round, so so good on her. So I just love the fact that he's keeping that. I think that's really important for the long term moving forward with where media and with where just the nature of social media and the, and the world is going you need to be front and center. I think it is one thing that AEW's done from the from the from the jump that was always good was their amount of media transparency. Went a little crazy in September, of course, <laughs> but overall, it is a good thing to do. Uh, yeah, shout out Wrestling Inc. Looking strong, by the way, at uh, at that press conference there. Uh, Liam, friend of the uh, Wrestling Inc. Uh, Issa, friend of of Wrestling Inc. And uh, I'm sure uh, was Nick there. I didn't actually watch the the full press conference, but I'm sure Nick was was probably doing something there. Um, but in any case, strong showing. And yeah, Issa breaking a little bit of news too with her question. Mm-hmm. So good, good for Issa. Uh, let's uh let's move on. Let's get into this show. But let's also say thank you to everyone who is listening after the recording, whether it be on uh Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whether you're watching YouTube, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, let us know in the comments what you thought of the different things we chat about today, what you liked, what you didn't like. Uh, also, as Justin always says, let us know where you're watching or listening or how you're listening. That's always fun to see as well. Uh, but also, like I said, five-star review us every once in a while. Why don't you? It's the least you can do. Uh, but also, if you're here live, thank you so much for being in the chat. We got David. We got Adam. We got Justine. Night one, Tuck, Graf, uh, Himanshu, uh, Ian, Dylan, Baby Ice, Eddie in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, <laughs> Ethan Cruz, uh, uh, Jakey Bakey, uh, Ricky and uh, Steven and Donald. And there was one more up here, Adam as well. Brad, thank you guys so much for uh, for joining us uh, live and uh, being a part of the, the chat. Let's talk about wrestling. Let's talk about Raw. We're 15 minutes in. Let's dive right into the show. Uh, We start the show. The man has come around and she's going around and chats with Bobby and Zachary in the crowd uh, and then says she's going to slap the heads off of everyone. Bailey comes back to some bassy booze and Bailey says she's not appreciated. So Becky says, let's fight. Damage control comes down the steps and we get a backstage brawl. Jimmy, mm-hmm. I am so glad that the man is back. I am too. And and I, I enjoyed it. You know, you hit that music. She came out, got that huge reaction. And I know I'm going to take some heat for this. Here's the Canadian heat magnet starting again. The only thing I didn't appreciate, I wanted Becky Lynch to be Becky Lynch, not Becky Lynch. It felt like she was playing up to the crowd a little bit too much. She didn't need to. Yes, I'm here because of you. I love you guys. Everything I do is for you. And then she goes out into the crowd and and really, you know, like you said, with Bob and Zachary and all these guys and, <laughs> and just just hanging out. And I think she played up to the crowd a little bit too much. I want her to be a little more edgy. Uh, sure, she can be appreciative of the crowd. 
appreciative appreciative of the audience uh, for backing her, but at the same time, she's going to continue to be the man, and, yeah. and not and not not uh, and if you choose to like me, you choose to like me, and if you don't, that's your prerogative. That kind of deal. I'd like to see that from her more than playing up to the crowd the way she did tonight. I don't know. I love that she went in the crowd. That was a highlight for me personally. Justin, what did you think? Well, I mean, I, I, I too like that edge that the man brings. Uh, so I certainly hear what Jimmy's saying, but I have to say it's hard for me to argue that they, that you should change anything about how this went off because yeah, she does something that is not often done. She's in the crowd with a live mic, no swarm of security around her. She's just floating up and down the, the lower bowl ramp. Uh, cutting a promo and then engaging with the fans, which by the way, Bobby and Zachary were not plants. Those were legit mm -hmm. fans, mm -hmm. um, which makes it all, all, all the funnier. Cause you also then think about the amount of things that could have gone wrong with this, but, but you know, the crowd was getting, you know, when she, you know, when Bailey comes out and Bailey starts cutting the heel promo and then talking about peasants and this and that, and then Becky, you know, don't talk about Bob that way. The mm -hmm. crowd was chanting for Becky. They were behind her. So, uh, you know, I, I liked the edge, like, like Jimmy said, but, this was a nice maybe just welcome back it was a nice getting her it was a nice way to stand out this was certainly a, a an opening of raw <clears throat> that we don't see regularly uh so i i thought this uh mostly positive for me i i will say you know that these guys weren't plants because bob shame on you playing on his phone the whole time becky was standing right next to it bob you, you're part of the show get off your phone what are you doing buddy? He's taking he was, selfies. He's, he, he was, was going yeah. yeah he was going live i'm sure if somebody searches hard enough you can find his <laughs> yeah. tiktok or snapchat or his twitter or whatever the hell he was going live on <laughs> i i do think it was it was fun that I was as I was watching this, I was thinking this is like a lifetime memory for so many people, though. Even the people that she just high-fived, like that's one of those things that people will be talking about. Like, yeah, I was there one time and like Becky came out and high-fived me. It was just, I thought that was a I personally really liked. It. I also like the visual of damage control coming down the steps and Becky being blocked in. And I, I love the fight. I love the chaos. I actually love this entire segment, to be totally honest. I was this to me, it kicked off perfect. No, I, I didn't have a problem with the phys physicality and, and where it led to. It's just, like I said, for me, I thought it was just a little bit playing up to the crowd too much and not being that uh, edgy persona that we've gotten in the past. I, I was looking forward to seeing more of that. That's all. Well, we have plenty of time for that. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But things continue on as this was, for some reason, no commercial breaks in the first hour, which was a little they, interesting. They, they announced a couple hours earlier, of, I think Byron Saxton did, and then they, they touted on social that the, the first hour is going to be commercial free. Mm -hmm. Was there a, a reason for it or just for funsies? Because usually it's like when oh dynamites move to the to Monday or like something. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's for, for a yeah. Reason. I mean you know they had Monday night football to contend with, which they do every week at this time of year. I mean it's the Steelers and Colts who neither doing great. So I I don't think it was that. I, I think it was just <clears throat> maybe just a way again coming off of a pay per view or, pre or mm -hmm. premium live event, just trying to keep people engaged, especially when you're starting with the with the entire bloodline, right. or, or all of bloodline with minus Roman. You know when that's off in the early part of the show, you want to keep people gravitated, and they also clearly had. The first hour heavily sponsored by this violent night movie mm -hmm. so even though even though it was commercial you know we weren't getting the three minute blocks of commercials we were still getting cutaways to the quick snippets of the movie and, and, and so obviously from a from a financial standpoint they, they clearly had something covered allowing them to feel like they could do this the, right. th them and the usa network 
yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy for no commercials. I was just curious. Usually when they do that, there's like a reason for it. Uh, but we get uh, Rhea Ripley versus Mia Yim. Uh, they finally collide after being at odds for a few weeks. Yim eventually gets control, but is distracted by Dom, allowing Rhea to get control. AJ storms the ring and attacks Dom. Match is thrown out. Judgment Day shows up, and we get a post-match brawl. AJ says, let's fight about it. Now it's an eight-person tag match. Uh, and again, we have massive stars, with massive history, but it's Dom and Rhea that seem to get the biggest reactions from the crowd here. Some big fun moments, but it ends with Rhea hitting the riptide on Yim and uh, her team getting the the win. Justin, I was kind of with you before, but now I am fully on board the we need to decide what Mia Yim's name is. Today, I don't know why it really bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now they attach it as like the mention or whatever, like her, like it's that that's like now she's mentioned Mia Yang, Mia Yim. Um it, I don't know. I'll say this though. Uh, visually tonight, it really it really came together. The visual of her and she's color coded with her OC brothers, and you know I don't know if it's because I, I don't know. You know I, I you know I know the OC that they have the Japanese writing on their their gear. I, I know Mia Yim is not Japanese; she's Korean. But I there's something that just fits I, tonight. When I saw all of them together, I was like, you know, this was a good call. If, if, if the company was was determined to sign and get Mia Yim back anyways because she's a talent and you need something for it creatively, this was a good call. Uh, so I like the way, despite them losing tonight overall, I still like I like the way she looks. This is really starting to click with me. And then, of course, you know, I've been saying the praises these last weeks of um, Rhea Ripley especially, but the Judgment Day, you know, really firing all cylinders. There's just something. There's the magical thing to dislike about Rhea and Dom together. Uh, well, I don't know about together, but just the mommy, poppy, th- oh, it's, yeah. it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, I was... It- it's funny because it's so implied that they're a couple, but I don't know if they ever actually say they're a couple or do anything to like confirm they're a couple, even though it, it, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like the mystery is better because it leaves your imagination. Is, right. is she just mentoring him on how, on, on how to operate on the dark side, on the evil side? Is there a sexual underline? The, the <laughs> mystery, the, the unsaid makes it better. It's because it allows you to, it allows your mind to wander. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And Jimmy, I'd, I'd love your thoughts on that. But also, um, I feel I like all the pieces of this. But I was thinking as they're talking about this all started because they have history back in Japan and, and the Bullet Club. And I was thinking this didn't start with the Bullet Club. This started because Edge targeted Finn and AJ mm-hmm. and then Finn joined Judgment Day and AJ felt crabby about it. And then I was mm-hmm. thinking, wow, has this been going on since April? <laughs> this <Yeah>. rivalry? <laughs> Uh, where do you stand with the the this rivalry at this point? I, I'm enjoying it because one of the things, like you said, they're doing is they're giving us the backstory. They're giving us the history where before they wouldn't mention that this this rivalry has dated back to to Japan. They would mm-hmm. never mention that on television before. It was it, you know they would come up with a story to cover that. So. They're giving us a backstory which fits in perfectly with this, and uh, yeah, you can you can make the, the the connection to Edge as well. But at the same time, you know, people are kind of he's kind of leaving everybody's mind. So when it, it, the time does come for him, if he does come to return, that'll make it that much more special, I think. Um, but again, uh, and what was the other point you wanted? Uh, you were talking about. 
Uh, yeah, just where, I guess, where do you think this is, how much more do you think you can take of, or how much more do you think we can get out of this rivalry? Or do you think it's kind of played its course? No, you can get a lot more out of this rivalry, especially tonight when we had the men and the women mix in the same match, um, you know, and even have Mia body slamming, you know, uh, Finn and stuff like that. So there was an interaction between male and female, which before you would never see in the WWE, at least for, for the yeah. last while. Yeah, to, to your point, Justin, I want to throw this back to you as far as Mia Yim goes and Rhea Ripley. Mia Yim pulling some offense on the fellas. Do you think that kind of raised her value in a way it did with Rhea Ripley when she body slammed Gallows? Yeah, I think it can. It can. And, and I'm and I'm real. I get kind of picky about the the, the doing the intergender stuff, but I'm, I'm I'm I think I think if spots are picked right, I'm a big fan of the of the women getting an offensive maneuver on the guys and the guys selling it. Um, I think it can be, you know, that can be beneficial if it's the right woman and Rhea is the right kind of woman. And, and me is the right kind of woman. Uh, mm-hmm. And when I mean that, I mean, they're, 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 they're characters. Yeah. So um, yeah. And real quick, I want to give a shout out. I was just looking at Twitter. I want to give a shout out to uh, one of our, our listeners at mad Mike two thirty two, who uh, tweeted us. He said, I'll be listening tomorrow morning as I deliver the mail, staying up to finish Raw yeah. already late. You guys have no idea how much listening to y'all helps the day go by i love and i love our local mail carriers uh so shout out to michael for for doing that grind on his feet no matter what the weather is delivering the mail but awesome that uh, we can uh he's taking us along on his route so uh mike if you're listening to this on uh tuesday morning hope the mail route's going well awesome thank you mike Thank you. Yeah, what a great message. I, yeah. It's always appreciated when you hear stuff. It like, is. If you don't, uh, you don't hear it as much as you think you would when you do a show like this. But uh, good stuff all around. Um, yeah. One last thing of, yeah. uh, about Judgment Day. You know, hats off to Dom Dom uh, uh, Mysterio because uh, he's really, really taking it up a notch. And again, showing you that character is so important you have to get people invested in you he gets legit boos now he is a, a great yeah. heel let's put it that way yeah him and him and ripley are a just a phenomenal pairing that mm-hmm. if you had told me a year ago they'd be a great pairing i'd be like this is that sounds terrible but <laughs> here they are i also really like damian priest and gallows and they're interactions mm-hmm. and this the two big guys of the group uh throwing mm-hmm. down i thought that that came across really cool to see as well and and dom's still kind of uh i feel like still waiting to see him just get pummeled Uh, and i'm excited for when that moment happens and who gets to do it Uh, daddy Daddy, let's hope so let's hope Mm -hmm. so Uh, we'll see so we uh we move on and we get another group comes out this time it's the bloodline and they say there are no cracks in the armor and everyone's on the same page and they're all hugging but Solo didn't go for a hug here. KO comes out and says, I don't blame you, Sammy. I just never want to be near you again. They both agree, but Jay mm-hmm. says he'll fight Kevin Owens in this case mm-hmm. later tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Justin, this is just the bloodline is just the, I don't want to get into hyperbole, but it's been a long time since there has been a story or angle or whatever you want to call it that has been as good as long and as big as the bloodline. Yeah. Um, particularly with the dynamic of Sammy uh, and the bloodline and Sammy and Jay, uh, the last thing I can recall on WWE programming that I would compare this to uh, in terms of something that, you know, you might've just thrown it against the wall in a creative meeting said, yeah, we'll go with it for the next cycle to the next pay-per-view, whatever. But then it just explodes. 
mm-hmm. would be the Jericho Kevin Owens best friends, the, 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 the friendship thing. You know, that that when it started did not was not supposed to turn into the, the mm-hmm. thing it did for the length it did. And then when the when the split finally happened, you know, uh, it was a big deal. I, I kind of I, I, that's what I compare this to. And then and then it's great. You know, you love it. Uh, you, you love it because it's just compelling TV and it keeps people going. Probably back prior to that, we could dig back to Daniel Bryan Kane. Just mm-hmm. those those oddball things that you that just they just were the oddball couple, the oddball marriage things that work. You know, Riddle and Orton to a, to a lesser extent recently, but the, the the challenge then becomes again, especially when it's a heel dominant group like the Bloodlines. You almost have two versions of the Bloodline, right? You have the version of the Bloodline when Roman's there, and it is serious business for the most part, and it is Roman, uh, and it and it does take on that 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 more mafia kind of feel that we we've mm-hmm. compared this to. But then when you have nights like tonight where it's not Roman, where it is the rest of them, it, it, it can be a hard task to keep them in the heel position and the crowd not to cheer them because they are just they are being so entertained by the antics. Um, mm-hmm. So just all things to kind of watch for. But it all results in the same thing, which is very exciting TV. Mm-hmm. It's very nwo in that regard where it's there are these guys that just keep destroying everybody but now we we just love them for it mm-hmm. um the nwo is never as funny as Sami Zayn is but jimmy that's where i want to ask you is i think a lot of people like Sami Zayn is funny he's entertaining but i'm watching this today and i've been watching the past few weeks and Sami Zayn, dare i say is a great actor like he mm-hmm. is like there's like emotion in what he's doing i think that's the real hook for why we like him is He's being silly, but then when he cuts these promos, like it feels like he's really like, "Hey, I knew you didn't like me before. I know you hated me." Like it, it, it doesn't feel like he's going for the jokes. It feels like he's being a real person. That's and that's the beauty of it, and that's what works is believing in in in, in yourself and believing in what you're doing. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot from this group, especially the Usos. You're seeing it from them. You're seeing it from Sammy. And in a different way, obviously, from Sammy and the Usos. And now you, and you guys mentioned Solo being there kind of stoic with his arms crossed and stuff like that. That all blends together because everybody's not the same. And yes, Sammy can be funny at times and use the Usi comment and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, he brings it all back to, you know, it's just... It's just, it's just a nice variety and they're keeping it fresh and it feels like they believe exactly what they're doing. And it translates that way across on the screen, like you said, Jack. Yeah, and, and I, and I, I want to admit this. Probably, you know, I don't know, six, seven, eight years ago, whenever I made the comments, this was kind of my opinion at the time, when Sammy was of, of that version at the time in, in WWE space, uh, I, I, did, I, I, I was like, this guy is just so generic. You know, I, I, didn't, I didn't like the look. I didn't like the... I, I thought he looked like a cab driver or a paper boy with the hat. I, I, I did not, I, I couldn't figure out. I was like, yeah, he's good in the ring. But if you're in WWE, almost everybody's good in the ring. I couldn't, I, I just couldn't get on it. And, I, and now looking, knowing what we know now, uh, you know, certainly a lot of it is just positioning and and, and and opportunity and getting, you know, good stuff to, to, to work off of or getting an opportunity to, you know, to, to getting an opportunity just to do anything. He he blocked me somewhere in that time on Twitter. I'm blocked on Twitter, so I so I I can't even tweet him and give him a sorry or all the flowers I want to give him now because I'm, I'm still blocked. I think, mm. but I gotta say, he was given whatever opportunity he was given when this all. And I can't remember even how this started, but he was given this opportunity to look. Okay, we're gonna toss you in, and you're gonna be the 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 wannabe bloodline member. And I mean, I just I can't say enough of how he has 
he has, as Jim Ross has famously said, Sami Zayn has maximized his TV minutes and just carved out such a position for him. And I mean, I job well done. So I can't, I can't tweet at him. So I at least want to put it on the podcast world. <laughs> Great job, Sami Zayn. Someday, someday you'll you'll get unblocked, just like Edge will someday unblock me. I I hope. Uh, but I I do. You you said something earlier, Justin, about how uh, it's like two different bloodlines, and as as you've been saying, it's been kind of rattling around in my brain for the short little period of time, and I almost like that, and because it feels like, you know, like when you have a job, you know, let's say us, we're all joking around, and then the boss comes on, and then we're like, oh shoot, like get get serious, get serious real quick, and I think we all kind of can feel that but then when your boss is as terrifying as a roman reigns it's like a different level mm -hmm. uh and i think the fact that they let us see that and feel that makes us connect more to them with that i i think i think the two bloodlines is actually a good thing in the way it's working in that case yeah, and, and, and and having two blood and having having two bloodlines basically when you have two shows in raw or smackdown and again we are on a long stretch until we have the next premium live event being rumble at the end of january mm -hmm. having two bloodlines helps give us more get, give us gets more out of this you know if we're mm -hmm. not going to have roman every single week at least you can have at least the rest of the bloodline is also interesting with their sub dynamics and we already we they, they announced it later uh, so not to jump ahead but they announced mm -hmm. the usos are going to be competing mm -hmm. next week on raw so that's mm -hmm. good it helps get you know that that's that's really good that we can have two different versions of the bloodline like you said it's like yeah when the ball shows up everybody goes from chuckling to standing up straight it, it, it's it's almost like uh like when vince enters a room everybody is everybody changes mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing roman enters the room and all of a sudden that dynamic changes so uh, I, I like i like the like you said the different presentations of of the uh, iterations of the bloodline uh, last last thing on this is, uh, and I know what they're doing on commentary. I get it, but I didn't like how everyone kept saying Sammy sold his soul and he betrayed his friend. He was on the Bloodlines team. He was doing what he was supposed to do. He didn't stab anybody in the back. That's that was his job. Why why wouldn't he hit Kevin Owens? That's that's if, if I'm if I'm playing for a football team just because my friend is on the other team doesn't mean I'm not going to tackle him. That's the job. Well, I, I totally agree, Jack. I think this was, I think I think Kev, I think we heard Kevin was sidelined for a few weeks there or something, maybe physically an injury. I think they probably wanted if they if they, my guess total guess here. So please nobody take this as a my guess is if Kevin was sidelined for a few weeks physically and not able to be there, they probably would have liked to do, had more weeks to. Um, uh, generate some. Is Sammy going to stay loyal to the bloodline? I think they would have tried to make it. Yeah. So I think this is them trying to like still go with the hook of Sammy and Kevin have great history. They just didn't get to build as much. My guess, if Kevin wasn't available, yeah, and I, I, I get it. I get. It. I, I realistically, I give him a pass. But there's that part of me. It's like, hey, now he was right. he was doing a good job. Uh, but we mm -hmm. talk about teams and, and sticking together. And Justin, you alluded to this a little bit ago. We got Matt Riddle and Elias backstage, and uh, they're going to get a tag team title shot against the Usos. Jimmy, the thing that stood out for me, obviously the tag team title shot's important, but the thing that stood out for me in this quick little segment is Elias made sure to say, I think of myself as a solo artist before mm -hmm. taking the tag team title shot. Are mm -hmm. we going to see dissension in the ranks here? Well, hopefully they can coexist. I hate saying that. But anyways, <laughs> uh, uh, it, it definitely was a seed that was planted. So it's making people go, oh, 
I didn't expect to hear that come out of Elias's mouth. Is there going to be an issue next week? But then again, who, who knows? Maybe, you know, the Usos have already reached that point where they are, you know, the longest reigning tag team champions in history. Is the time right now to to uh, relieve them of those cha- of those championship titles? Uh, I don't think so. I think they can keep going with it. And now that the seed is planted, maybe this is a way to get past that so they could, you know, get past Matt Riddle, their, their current con- uh, number one contenders, for lack of a better term, to move on to the next whoever it's going to be. Yeah, Justin, uh, I can't imagine the Usos lose the tag team titles to these two. They both feel like they've been waiting for the next thing to happen. So I'm going to ask you, what are the odds that Elias takes out Riddle before the end of next week? Uh, I mean, I I think that would be a leading leading vote getter. Because, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, you're not going to have a, you know, relatively new piece together a tag team of Riddle and Elias uh, and the, the, this historic streak from the Usos. But if they want to build around this as a main event match, uh, aside from the attraction of the Usos defending the titles, mm-hmm. what's a big way we can go off the air? It would be an Elias heel turn, right? Uh, and, and quite frankly, look, you know, Riddle, <clears throat> again, you know, Riddle's kind of been, you know, just floating around since Orton's, you know, Orton's not around and you know, maybe he's done. I don't know. It sucks if, if that's the case. But, you know, Riddle needs something. Elias is back. He needs something. Uh, Riddle's character is just such a, fa- a baby face character right now. Uh, Elias, it can be a face character, but Elias can also play the heel really well, as we've seen. So that would make sense to at least give these two guys something to do and you know, to be playing to their character strengths. So um, I- I'd be all for that. Quite, fr- I- I- quite frankly, I think that's needed because I don't, I don't think you're really going to accomplish much or, or get the same. I don't think you're going to get the same kind of lightning in a bottle oddball magic that you got out of RK bro out of the pairing of riddle and Orton. I don't see that happening with the riddle and Elias. I think you're better off just trying to let them coexist as Jimmy would say, and then letting it generate into a heel turn and give you a program to play at least until rumble. And then we see where we're at come rumble. Mm-hmm. Something I'm digging about the WWE in this day and age right now is we are building up to the Royal rumble and there are so many alliances that feel shaky right now that the Royal Rumble just has a way of breaking off. And so one way or another, I feel like there's a lot of these alliances that are not going to end well come uh, Rumble time. I mean, bro, bro, bro. <laughs> the blood, the bloodline right. in the Rumble is going to be fascinating because think yes. of it. The whole idea of the Rumble is to win it, to take on Roman Reigns, assuming he's still champion. Mm-hmm. He, will, he will be. Yeah. Spoiler alert. could you imagine you lose it on like a random smackdown (laughs) so the entire idea of this match this hour-long match is is the winner is going to take on roman at mania Mm -hmm. like of course he's going to dispatch the bloodline to prevent that but then of course there's the you know does somebody in the bloodline get a little greedy do they think that they should win it and then and then does does jimmy or excuse me does jay and sammy start like the dynamics that could go into play for, for again, just that storyline of the bloodline setting up a, a fort, a, a wall in that match, trying mm-hmm. to just, you know, there, there, there's, there's, there's a, you know, all four of them. There, there's the solo Sammy and the Usos just standing there stoic in a line, one competitor after another. And who finally can break that wall? I mean, there, there could be some fascinating booking there. Yeah. Then the glass shatters and it's stone cold and he comes out and <laughs> the house. No, I don't think that's going to happen. Nah, in the old days, not. if this was back in 1998, 
That's Maybe. how it would have gone down. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> back in 98. Uh, so, um, yeah. So, in any case, uh, of course, they also said earlier today there's no cracks in the armor, which is like famous last words for a, a group. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of groups, we got the return of a group. We got Street Profits. They're back and they shush <laughs> they got mm -hmm. cut off by alpha academy in a multi-segment match that really lets the new and improved street profits as i'm calling them uh highlight their return dawkins looking sleeker and fitter and ford looking bigger and stronger with that body slam to otis mm -hmm. uh win for the street profits and i have to assume they'll be back in the title picture very soon which is one of the reasons why I do not think that Elias and Riddle stand a chance. What say you, Jimmy Corderas? Uh, I can't disagree with what you just said there. Uh, they did look really good. And especially, you know, there's a difference between getting ready to when you've been off for a while, training in a gym, training in a ring, and, and actually getting out there and having physical matches. You know, mm -hmm. it's a completely different thing altogether. And they look like they did, they were, they, they hit all the right notes and they, they hit their, their stride pretty much and didn't look like they've uh uh, uh suffering from uh what's the word i'm looking for 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 a lack of competitiveness let's put ring, it that ring, way ring, ring rust ring yeah rust. Ring, there you go ring rust man how did i not see that but uh, uh they had a heck of a match i enjoy the street profits but i really enjoy the alpha academy too for me they're one of the most underrated teams out there and Ch chad gable is just tremendous and uh uh, a great talent and I could see a great solo future for him in the future. Give mm -hmm. it time, give it some time here with Otis, let something happen there. And then Chad Gable could branch off and become a great, I don't want to say to the stature of Kurt Angle, but he could be a very similar um, star to Kurt Angle. Yeah, no, I agree. Chad, Chad Gable to me, uh, I, I, I picture him, he, he falls somewhere in a, in a wonderful recipe of uh part Kurt Angle, part Owen Hart. Um and so yeah, I think that he could uh as a heel interface, he could thrive and as a singles. That's what's so great about him. He, I I could see him as a thriving top baby face. I could all you know, you know, slightly undersized, but 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 damn it, he's tough. Uh but he can also be a thriving chicken shit heel. That's <laughs> just mm -hmm. he was a chicken shit, but also could still kick your ass if he really needs to right. and wants to, and wants to actually take the high road and, and not cheat. Um. Yeah, I, I thought I, this was fun to watch too. Great tag teams. The, the Street Profits are really entertaining. I, we've seen some classic matches with them in the Usos. So, you know, again, back to our thread tonight of the Usos. I don't know who's going to actually eventually beat the Usos. Mm -hmm. I really don't because I don't think it's going to be a team that they've already had several classic battles with, like battles with like the Street Profits. So, it really makes me wonder who. Who? <laughs> what oh, tag who? team? Who? Who? Uh, you We've know, had we uh, the new day had a chance. What? I mean, like you know, what I mean, like who? I mean, they're kind of similar to Reigns at this point, where they've uh, we're gonna have to figure out, you know, maybe repeating teams like the Street Profits. <laughs> uh, I love what you said about uh, about Gable because obviously he's a good bad guy because everyone boos him. But could you imagine? I imagine like an L.A. night talking and then shush and cutting him mm. off and you know coming out and everyone cheering because someone cut off the guy who's talking all the time i think that mm. that that would get a big cheer but yeah street profits it's almost is boy i'm looking like is ford bigger than dawkins now ford is just 
getting bigger and bigger, and Dawkins is getting smaller and smaller. It's almost Leader. like they're, they're trading, but I, I think both look good. And so, yeah, I mean, I to me, they feel like the next next up for those, a tag team title shot, but mm-hmm. we'll have to see. Uh, speaking of title shots, we got Austin Theory coming out. He's the now. He's not a kid. He's the face mm-hmm. of Raw, and that's when Seth Rollins comes out dressed up in what I assume Jimmy Corderas wears when he's not on the podcast mm-hmm. uh, and says that uh, Rollins is the face of Raw, and Seth wants to fight, and Theory says, on my time. Mm-hmm. Justin, this wasn't a uh, a segment that I think we're all going to be riding home about for the next <clears throat> 10 years, but feels like it got me interested in watching these guys have another match. Yeah, you know, good heel work by Theory. He's he's getting some of the best heat of anybody. I mean, you know, you look at Theory, Dominic Mysterio. I mean, these are some these are young guys getting some real serious heat mm-hmm. consistently. So that mm-hmm. was good. I, I think more people were talking about the segment of what the hell was Seth wearing. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's what Seth wanted us to be saying. So job right. well done. Uh, by the way, thank you. Uh, shout out, thank you, uh, Manish. Uh, on, on Twitter, man, man, Manish is advocating to Sami Zayn for me on Twitter mm. to unblock me. So thank yeah. you, Manish. Nice, nice. I was gonna, I was gonna make the the obvious bad joke here, but I think I'm gonna refrain from it because I don't want to start a, a controversy on here. Yeah, uh, with uh, with uh, with uh, Seth Rollins' attire and his wife being labeled the man. <laughs> You know, I, I got to give both these guys credit in this promo, though, because both of them did things that could have gone very flat. And one of them uh, was like, uh, I can't remember what exactly Theory said, but he's like, who's an idiot now? And the audience all at once said, you. And like, that's something that could have just gotten booze or whatever. But the mm-hmm. audience got it. They responded. Mm-hmm. And later when Seth Rollins like, shut up and let them sing. And they all just like hit the beat at the right time and sang his music. Like they, like we talk about people who can play crowds. They both played the crowd very well. Mm -hmm. And I mean that in a good way, uh, played the crowd very well to get the exact reactions they were looking for throughout this. And just great work. Yeah. And, and, you know, and uh, with uh, Austin Theory saying that he's no longer the kid and Seth, you know, calling him kid trying to provoke him, trying to get him to instigate the, the, uh, the contact and it didn't work. And like you said, you know, Austin saying, you know, you can have a match on when I say so, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, it, 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 it worked. It wasn't like blow away, blow away, but again, it was effective. Yeah. So uh, we get the, speaking of blow away, we get the blow off, at least I mm-hmm. assume uh, with Miz versus Dexter Loomis. Uh, Miz tries to fake the injury again. This time, Adam Pierce says, nope, not going to work. So we get the match. Miz puts puts Dexter Loomis's head in a vice at one point. Uh, they fight in the crowd. Eventually, Dexter Loomis gets the win and gets the contract. Eventually, they um, uh, Loomis hands some money out to some kids. Miz attacks Dexter from behind, but Gargano shows up and super kicks the Miz and hands the money back. Justin, does this, do you like, does now that we've at least I think seen it all, how do you rate this rivalry and how do you feel like it paid off? Uh, I think that they, for what I imagine was something that maybe started that I don't, I don't think they knew what the ending was. Uh, I give them credit for trying to, you know, I give them credit for drawing it. I'm trying to make it a big deal, you know, 
mm-hmm. they, they 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 made this a match that, that they, they really strung along and made it a big deal when Dexter finally gets a match with Miz. Uh, a little nitpick thing. All right, if such a big part of this whole fiasco mm-hmm. is Dexter's pursuit of being uh, of having a contract and being a superstar again, why does he have music? Why does he have an entrance video? Why does he have graphics? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just you know, I don't always nitpick to that stuff, but. That's a major. There's a there's a damn contract sitting outside the the the, the ring, you know, with WWE official Adam Pierce there to uh you know to to notarize so to speak. Mm-hmm. So if that's that big of a deal, I think something like that should be accounted for. Why why does he have you know he should he should be brought in no lights no music or or, or escorted in by security because he's still the rogue outsider. I don't know something that nitpicking. Overall yeah, though, but fair, um, but fair, right? You know, yeah, but, you know. But overall, um, I thought I thought this was was good. I, I thought the, the the crowd eventually came along. At first, they were kind of like again. It was almost like the crowd was looking at each other, like you know, when when Loomis is doing these things to the Miz in the match finally now, and the crowd's kind of like looking at each other, like, is it okay for us to cheer him? Because again, this is the guy who he looks like a psychopath. He's been stalking the Miz. We now know the Miz has been you know, taking advantage of him. So there's supposed to be that sympathy, but still it, it took the crowd a little bit. And then they just wanted to chant for tables. We finally got tables. Then they popped. Uh, and then to really endear himself to the crowd, he's handing out money to the kids. Right. What a charitable episode for the Norfolk crowd. Get to partake in a promo with Becky, get a hundred dollar bill for your ringside attendance. Um, so I, I, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I think overall they did the best they could with this, that this should be the blow off. Uh, I got to give a, a great again a great shout out to Dexter Loomis. The way he moves, that that fist crawl, and the way he gets in and out of the ring and slithers. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, the crowd kind of seemed a little apprehensive of do we treat him like a baby face? We'll see where he goes in general in his booking, but uh, I thought overall Dexter Loomis uh, made them again maximize his minutes, made the most of his debut Monday Night Raw match. Yeah, Jimmy, at the very least, Dexter's been given every opportunity to succeed. Sometimes people are presented and we're like, you didn't really give him a chance, you know. Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano in this case has had the chance. I mean, Miz obviously has had the chance, so we don't need to talk about him. But uh, they've had the chance. Do you think – what do you think's next for them? Do you think they're going to become a tag team? Do you think they go their separate ways? Do you think this is over? What's – what follows this part of the story? That's the big question. And, and because of uh, Dexter Loomis's uh, persona, I can't see him being a tag team with someone, at least not right now, especially someone like a Johnny Gargano, a really good guy. Um, uh, you know, for Johnny, obviously, I could see him and The Miz getting into a rivalry. You're the one who sold me out. You're the one who stooged me off, whatever the case may be. So, you know, you he has an issue with Johnny Gargano and those two can get together. Uh, as I think the pre- presentation for Dexter Loomis creates a bigger challenge on who he, they should pair him with and how they could make it uh, work because mm-hmm. he looked very, very like psychotic as, as, as we were saying, he, he, he no sold a lot of stuff, including that C clamp vice thing on his head. And, you know, yeah. so, so it's, it's going to be difficult booking going forward to, and how to get, people to believe that they're actually getting heat on him. Yeah. I, uh, I don't like to, they could have, would have, should have things, but uh, I was thinking it would have been fun. You know, Adam Pierce is there with the contract, super excited uh, with a big smile on his face. 
I would have loved it if Dexter Loomis signed the contract and then attacked Adam Pierce. And then Gargano comes out, I was like, what are you doing? And then he attacks Gargano and they're like, oh, that's right. He's a psychopath. Why did we sign this guy? Now he's stuck with us. Now we're stuck with him and we got to deal with this guy. And then he could move into being a psychopath to everybody and that they're stuck with because they signed the contract because we all got kind of fooled into thinking he's a good guy just because we don't like the Miz. Um, yeah. But I digress. It, it, I mean, mm -hmm. it, it, Jack, actually, I love that fantasy book in there. I mean, uh, the challenge with Dexter Loomis is going to be, and I, and I watched him in NXT, and I know they made it, you know, they, they even, you know, progressed into a love story in NXT <laughs> with Indy Hartwell. Mm -hmm. So I know that they have options that they've gone down the path with to try to do it, to, to, to make it work with him. But he really is, um, he really is a rare situation. He is a very, like, 1990 Undertaker kind of situation of, like, you're this guy who, whose whole, whole shtick is he's not going to sell a lot. He's supposed to look scary as hell, but at least in this situation, he's on the baby face side of the fence. So, you know, obviously Undertaker was a very rare, spectacular, generational, business-changing character. So I, mm. I I will be – maybe Dexter Loomis might be the most interesting project to watch between now – and just rumble to see how they make the most of him week to week to week. again because this is a guy who was released as part of pandemic cuts under Vince's regime, mm -hmm. who Triple H mm -hmm. has made a point to bring back and build this. This story started in July. This was the first story that started when Triple H took over. This one was one of the first long term stories. So like this was a guy that Triple H felt heavily, you yeah. know, tied to. We, I'm bringing him back. So he's 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 here for a reason. So right. I'll be really curious to see what the plan is moving forward with him now that we've assumingly moved past them is. Well, especially since so much he needs so, like he needs someone to be able to talk like based on his character. I can't imagine him carrying any type of feud or rivalry. So you need to have someone who's going to, for whatever reason, pick a fight with him. And antagonize him. Yeah, uh, you, you almost need somebody who's like also crazy that could speak for you. You almost need like a Nikki Cross, yeah. somebody who yeah. like speaks, but it's just as crazy that they that only they understand. Just by the, he can make one look at them, and then they can cut a promo saying, "This is this is what Dexter that's, just said to me." Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's going to be the interesting thing too is is where he goes for in the promo department because what you say is just as important as what you do. Right. Uh, and what he did was hand out money from a mm -hmm. bag and Dylan Matthews in the chat says that handbag looked fake as hell. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm not an expert on, uh, on, uh, what was it? Was it Louis Vuitton? What Louis Vuitton. I, I wow. The hundred dollar, that, that was a real hundred dollar bill. Yeah. That's it wasn't the one with, wasn't the one with JBL on it. <laughs> I was going to say, it sure looked like those were real hundred dollar bills. Uh, mm -hmm. which by the way, I do think though, it was a great touch having, miss take the the bill away which was like what a jerk and then giving it back right. like to help johnny get some love i thought that was a very brilliant way to mm -hmm. do do some work there to make you hate the miss again for taking money but then also the kids still got the money and it wasn't right yeah it was, it was all good stuff there uh we had a match candace LeRae is back and she's taken mm -hmm. it to dakota kai they have a match and it's a pretty long one with candace LeRae getting the win here um justin did this did this one do it for you i, I no no yeah take it nope. take it away 
Nope. And and, and I, I I have I. I like both of these ladies. Um, I think they're both worthy of being on the roster. Uh, I like the look that they each have. I like the, the, the arsenal in the ring. I don't have any real problem with either of them, but I just, I don't know. I didn't, I, I found myself very un, I was not moved by this match at all. So, I mean, there's a reason my question was, did this do it for you? Because uh, <laughs> uh, it, it, I think I'm with you where like, I like, I like the people and, the the match is fine. I, Jimmy, I don't know. Maybe it's because it feels like Dakota Kai is eating a lot of L's. Uh, maybe it's because I don't really know where Candice LeRae fits in everything. Maybe it's because it just felt like a long episode, but this one didn't really hit for me. I think it's D, all of the above. It's a, It was just one of those situations where, like you said, the match wasn't bad. It wasn't that the match was bad. It just, there were no stakes to it. There was, a, it felt like a match that was put together to fill TV time. They had to fill the three hours. And that's how it felt to me. It, it, nothing wrong with how the ladies worked. Nothing wrong with the match itself. It just, again, there was nothing to draw me, to get me invested in the match. Other than the fact that, hey, they're having a pretty good match. Yeah, I think even if like Candice LeRae had a, a friend that I would think could be a potential tag team partner to go after the tag team titles with or something, but it definitely felt like the outcome of this match doesn't really mean anything right. at this point. So, yeah. um, but again, I, I best, uh, you know, nothing but good thoughts for them. I just didn't didn't really work for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bianca, Asuka and Bliss are backstage and Bianca kind of takes all the credit for the war games. <laughs> Uh, and uh, bringing back Becky Lynch. And I assume Asuka was okay with it. I don't know what she really said, though. Uh, Alexa, though, clearly had something else on her mind. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, Twitter is a, mm-hmm. a a buzz about what could be going on with Alexa Bliss. Is she mm-hmm. going to turn on her friends? Is she going to go after the title? Is she maybe listening to Bray Wyatt? Lots of people with different ideas. What do you think is going on? I think uh, it could be any of those things. And and that's the beauty of it. You talk about not being sure, but you can tell definitely that she wasn't happy about the situation. And, and, and that's the main thing. And is there, there, there were little clues uh, with Bray, Bray Wyatt being uh, involved. Maybe he's in her ear and maybe they, they reform a, uh, a, a partnership. Let's put it that way. And that's what I like about it. I like mystery. I don't mm-hmm. like things being so, uh, oh, this is going to happen and this is the way it's going to happen. We may see things like, for example, a heel turn or a baby face turn coming, but you don't know how it's going to happen. And that's what I love about this. I can see it coming, but I don't know how it's going to happen. Yeah, the same way we had the Easter eggs uh, leading up to Bray's return with the QR codes and such. Uh, as soon as the camera panned over real quick to Alexa on the screen behind her, mm-hmm. very quick. Very. I mean, if you blinked, you literally would have missed it. Mm-hmm. Very quick. Uh, distortion on the video and, and Bray Wyatt symbols appeared real quick. And then, yeah, she went into the, you know, she was kind of zoning and not really paying attention. So yeah. just those little things to keep you, keep you watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be fun to see play out, but we get a main event here and it's Kevin Owens versus main event, Jay Uso. And it has quite a lot of super kicks in it for it, not being an AEW show. Uh, but KO gets the win uh, and gets one up on the bloodline. Uh, less, le- less leg slapping though. 
Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, I poke fun, but we do give AEW a hard time for the super kicks. But I was watching this. I was like, geez, these guys are going super kick crazy, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I guess it's just everybody these days. It's uh, not just the super kick. It's how you execute the super kick. But he, here's the thing, though. I got to give K- KO credit for the way he sells the super kick. Because yeah. he doesn't he doesn't do the big floppy flat back or whatever and stuff like that. He sells it like he got his lights set. He buckles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, if you actually got that kick, you're gonna buckle. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not gonna fly like a. You're gonna buckle. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it was awesome the way he sold him. I thought anyway. This one, kind of contrary to the match we just talked about, this is one that I think we kind of expected Kevin Owens to win, uh, and I don't think he's gonna get a tag team title shot or anything like that. But you can kind of see where they're going with this probably Kevin Owens going through the bloodline to get to Roman Reigns. Um, and even though we've seen it already, it was 800 days ago. So I think I'm okay with it happening again. Uh, Justin, what was your takeaway on this one? Uh, this was a fantastic match. I mean, yeah, I mean, this, you know, these guys, they, they ran right up against the clock. They, they, they literally, they had some stuff planned. They went right up against the clock. They got it all in though. Um, this, I mean, the crowd was so into this. All the falsies and commentary. Corey Graves doing a great job. You know, yeah. how does Kevin Owens still? You know, I mean, really, this was a really well done for for a main event. That at the end of the day, like, you know, there's no title on the line. There's no stakes. This is mm-hmm. this was this was again just from the the bat the the, the jaw jacking that happened earlier in the night. For a main event that has so little on the line, they made this feel like such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a really great job by by all parties involved, especially Kevin and Jay. I got to give also a shout out Kevin's bump that he does. You know, Flair's famous for the, you know, whip him into the corner. He flips over mm-hmm. onto the apron, up at the top rope, just and all. Sean became famous for the whip in the corner. He you know, uh, he uh, inverts himself upside yeah. down. Yeah. And then Kevin has his own version of inverts himself and then takes his back bump in the corner. And that corner, by the way, folks, is a hard part of the ring. That is not a, that is not a, that's not a part of the ring you're meant to back bump on, but he does. Mm-hmm. And every time I see it, I'm like, good, you know, Kevin Owens more and more tonight. And Jimmy kind of alluded to earlier with the, the selling the super kick and, the way Kevin takes and sells some things, mm-hmm. you know, I know he gets to, he gets a little bit of the stone cold rub because of the mania match and the stunner finish. The way KO takes some things and sells some things, he gives me a Mick Foley esque vibe. He puts some body first mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. at times that makes you just go, ooh, makes you just cringe. But it gives me that Foley feeling of, mm. of, of, of. Uh, uh, you know that, that nice nice analogy that, yeah you know that's but uh, overall this was for again for again for a main event that i I knew that was not going to matter in the grand scheme of things in terms of it was really well done by both these guys oh, yeah. coming off 40 uh, commentary sold it 48 hours off of they just did a pretty brutal mm-hmm. gimmick match yeah and, and i like that they were given the times too like jay yeah. was in there for 38 minutes you're like geez 38 minutes this is a long time to mm-hmm. be in a as Justin says, a brutal match, not just like, uh, you know, a match where you can just sort of hang out in the corner and no one will notice you for a little bit, but like you're getting beat up in that, yeah. in that thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy, is there a, um, 
what it feels like KO versus Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. Yeah, I can see that happening. I get it, it, it definitely. Uh, we keep talking about seeds being planted, but that would be a perfect road leading up to WrestleMania. You need someone like a Kevin Owens who has a you know, has been elevated the last I don't know how many months now to, to a spot where you know. <clears throat> He he belongs in the ring with 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 the Roman Reigns, and I can imagine the the verbal uh, confrontations between these two to draw an audience in. Because we talk about talking people into the seats, these two can talk people into wanting to see this match. And um, again, tonight I think it was a perfect thing and and a perfect uh, way to begin that journey to that match. And maybe they do have that match at the Royal Rumble, where Roman defends against. Uh, Kevin Owens and not do fantasy book way ahead of time. Let's say Roman manages to get by that match with KO. That match ain't going to close the show. The Royal Rumble match is going to close the show. And maybe Kevin tries to re-enter the Rumble and, and you know, get some of his magic back. And that's where there's more stuff going on. But uh, yeah, I can definitely see him and Roman in the future. That, that, that would That would get me interested. That's for sure. This is totally random, but I got this question on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. from Kasim Goodridge, uh, at Goodridge Kasim, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Justin, I just want your opinion on it. Uh, again, not anything we've talked about yet, but what is the cutoff date, do you think, for uh, Rock to make an appearance if he's going to be at WrestleMania? Like, what's like how far along this journey to WrestleMania do we get before we go, okay, it's too late? Well, that is a very interesting question. So you have Rumble. They are doing Elimination, elimination Chamber again in Montreal in February. Mm-hmm. I would say the night after Chamber because we, you know, which the fact they're doing Chamber is interesting because normally, traditionally, if you had two world champions, winner of the Rumble sets her sight on one world champion and then the other world championship picture gets decided out of the Elimination Chamber. Roman Reigns is carrying both world titles as it stands right now. Does that continue on? That's a that's a big question. So I would say the night after Chamber, the Raw after I don't know where the I, I, Chambers in Montreal. I don't know where the next the next night is, but it is. Uh, oh no, wait, sorry, never mind. Yeah, yeah. the night before that, is Montreal because it's two nights in Montreal, SmackDown and the Chamber. Yeah, but wherever the Raw is the next night or, or, or the, the that Monday, that would be the cutoff, right? Because at that point. You have a rumble winner and whatever that's going to mean, and then you have a chamber winner. So, Rock would need to show up at the latest by the next night. I think at that point to impose his position, to, to, if he's going to. So that that's the cutoff. So, um, you know, chat room, somebody, somebody, give me the chamber date. Mm-hmm. It's the it would be that the Monday after that. I mm-hmm. beyond yeah. that, I don't know how you well, why you know why you have them. Get, uh, I would assume it would be Ottawa because, uh, you know, in proximity, because uh, obviously you want something that's not too far away. So it, it would either be Ottawa or Quebec City, in my opinion. And now keep in mind, too, uh, we've seen this when they go to Canada, and this is where real life starts to fall <laughs> into things. Uh, the Usos don't normally come to Canada mm. lately because they mm. because to enter Canada, there's certain <clears throat> rules right. and designations. Right. Uh, on your record, and, and they unfortunately that they don't they that's a problem with the record. Uh, so right. I 
so that's another thing too. You, you know, you're you're building this whole thing in the bloodline. You got to have strength and numbers and whatever. So you got to have all your participants. So just something else. I hate to bring that stuff in, but it, that is real life. That is a that is a that's a, that's a real thing. So, um, it is interesting. We'll definitely have to see how that plays out. Uh, I think that does it for our show. Um, uh, for me, this episode. Uh, and Justin and Jimmy, obviously, give me your uh, kind of wrap ups and where the world can find you. Uh, but for me, this episode, it's I feel like it started fast and hot and I was like super into it. And then it felt like it just sort of lulled. And then the main event was great, mm. um, which I guess you remember the beginning and the end. So the two most important parts of the show, right? <laughs> yes. So uh, so I guess uh, I'll probably end up saying it was good, but I it, for me, it definitely felt like in the middle, I was like, this is starting to drag a little bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Justin, what what about you? Where can I guess what were your thoughts and where can the world find you online? Uh, overall, it was an OK Raw. Again, we have a long kind of path. Uh, you know, we have a long path. We don't have any premium live event to build to until Rumble. So, you know, they're going to be having, to, I guess, f- make payoff matches happen on Raw and make some some kind of mini storylines and mm-hmm. many, you know, mini cycles before we get to Rumble happen. So. We'll see. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm curious. There's little things with Bray Wyatt, little little Easter eggs that we talked about. So uh, we'll keep checking it out. But it, it certainly certainly is a lot more interesting than it was this time last year. So I'll give that. Uh, at Justin LaBar across all the social medias. Uh, I'll be back here Wednesday night for the post-Dynamite podcast with uh, Jimmy and Issa, I believe. Uh, and I think I'll be on Friday morning on Busted Open Radio, channel 156 on Sirius XM. So, again, at Justin LaBar, across the socials, that's the best place to be. Shoot me uh, nice tweets like Mad Mike did earlier, our mailman who's who's listening to us. There you go. Uh, absolutely. And, Jimmy, how about you? Where can the world find you? And what were your final thoughts on this episode? Well, again, I thought it was an okay raw, and 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 it started it planted seeds for the future, and that's what they have to do. They sometimes uh, people expect a uh, you know dynamite after uh, a big a, a nice explosion, but uh, you know, hey, uh, wrong show, wrong yeah, wrong company. It, it, yeah, exactly. But uh, I thought it was okay, and it planted some seeds, and it has me um, looking forward to potential matchups. And as far as where people can find me, you can find me uh, here on Monday nights and Wednesday nights, usually covering Raw and, and Dynamite, respectively. And, and and some pay-per-views like we did this past Saturday where we covered the Survivor Series. And you can catch me weekdays on all my social media platforms uh, doing my daily ref and rants from Monday to Friday where, again, I make my little critiques, but it's not to tear down. It's to help, uh, you know, improve what is a great time for wrestling. And you can get your ref and rant T-shirts at prowrestlingtees.com as well. Uh, mugs, not yet. This one was made special for me from the wife. She, you know, she, it was <laughs> so nice. tough luck. You can't have one. All the other mm. merch is available. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely check that out. You can, of course, find me at Real Jack Farm across all social media. Make sure to follow at Wrestling Inc. for all the different after shows that we're doing and all the news and stuff that's happening there. Thank you to mm. everyone who is listening later. Like, comment, share, subscribe, five-star review. Thank you to everyone who is in the chat. Adam, uh, Sabas, Ricky, Baby Ice, Dream Realm Studios, Ian. Uh, we got uh, Adam, Steven, Tuck, Graf, and uh, everyone else. Elizabeth, Vulture Talks, everyone else. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We'll be back le- next time, next tomorrow, I guess, for the NXT After Show. That does it for us. We'll see you all later. Somebody find Bobby going live. He's-
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.